That's the Mile High Hoops podcast with me, Zach By, powered by my friends at Superbook Sports. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to yet another Denver Nuggets W at home by way of a 122-113. Really what was a, a largely a blowout over the Portland Trailblazers. The final score uh, truly not as indicative um, or, or reflective of how that game actually went for four quarters. Uh, Nuggets were in firm control really uh, throughout and, and never at any point in this game on Tuesday night at Ball Arena, did I think that uh, the Nuggets were actually going to lose? In fact, the Nuggets were up by as many as 20 points in this one. Um, again, again, this game was defined by Nikola Jokic, who continues to be an absolute animal, and something has changed since the last time we spoke here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Jokic has leapfrogged. One, the last time we spoke, we were talking about how he, uh, Jokic had leapfrogged Jason Tatum and Yantas Antetokounmpo for um, favorite to win MVP, and he was neck and neck with uh, Luka Doncic. I forget uh, when we recorded late last week whether they were uh, it was a dead heat or if uh, uh, Luka was just a little bit ahead of uh, the Joker, and I think that was the case uh, late last week. But since then... Jokic, after uh, another triple-double, hitting the game-winner over the Orlando Magic uh, over the weekend, Jokic is now, once again, the front-runner to win NBA MVP. Guys, if you bet $100 on Jokic exactly one month ago to win MVP, that thing paid out $2,000. If you put that same $100 on Jokic, Jokic today, uh, on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, January 18th, at almost 11 in the morning, uh, that $100 bet, if he goes on to win it, would pay $125 back. That's it. Two grand this time last month, 125 bucks today. That's how much he has shifted the landscape of the NBA's most valuable player. And here's the thing. I don't hear a lot of pushback. This is not like years past. And all I keep hearing, and I've been talking about this for months now, both on my radio show here in Denver and on this podcast, saying that Jokic can absolutely go and win this thing with another undeniable case. And me bringing it up last year, suggesting that he could get back-to-back MVP, that was shot down from the start of the season by names that you guys know. And we're arguing about it, and I said, undeniable case. The voters don't care where he plays. The voters are basketball people. The voters cast those votes with integrity. And they're going to do it again. And Jokic is going to win it again. Why? Undeniable case. Once again, 36 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, a steal, a block, yet another 30-point triple-double. Guys, the most 30-point triple-doubles in a single, single season by a center in NBA history is Wilt Chamberlain in the 1965-1966 season, which I believe is the fastest-paced season in the history of uh, NBA basketball. Uh, Jokic is at five right now, pre-All-Star break. 30-point triple-double in a single season. 
Just to reset, Wilt has the most in any single season with six. Jokic has five before the All-Star break. So uh, he's going to get that. Uh, He continues to redefine uh, what his own greatness looks like. He continues to raise the bar. How did he do it this time? It wasn't just the raw numbers of, you know, 36, 12, and 10. He did it on 13 of 14 shooting from the field. The one shot that he missed was a, a Sambor shuffle three, uh, like at the end of a shot clock. All right. If you take a look at the last few games from the field with Jokic, 13 of 14 from the field. And the one miss is a um, a, a three. A le- a eight of 11 against Orlando, but the three misses were from three. He was one of four from three. Game before that, 10 of 15. Last week in the middle of the week against Phoenix. The game before that, five of five from the field against the Lakers. So you are talking about a four-game stretch where from two-point range, he has gone perfect in three of the last four games that he's played. Just want to say that again. Nikola Jokic, in three of the last four games that he's played, has gone perfect from two-point range. That is insanity. It's insanity. He is controlling these games uh, as good as anyone I've ever seen in the history of the sport. It's very LeBron-esque. It really is where he is just in the car and steering it wherever he wants to go. And everything that happens on the floor, he sees from a, a mile ahead. It's just it's just remarkable. Um, it's remarkable. It's, it's incredible. The Nuggets now second in the championship odds, number one to come out of the West, second by a sliver behind the Boston Celtics. Guys, this is as close to a championship team as any rendition in the history of this organization, this team right here. And they are so special to watch. They are now a NBA best 20 and three at home. They have won 14 in a row at home now. They are the number one team in the Western Conference. They have won seven in a row, just in general. They have won nine of their last 10. And I believe, and I'd have to go back and count, I believe that's now 19 of their last 22 games are wins. Just insane. This is as good as this Nuggets team. We've been doing this podcast for five NBA seasons now. This is unequivocally the best version that they've ever put together. Shout out David Adelman, who is coaching in place of Mike Malone. We aren't going to spend too much time on this game because... The shelf life of this podcast is going to be very short as the Nuggets in about eight hours are on ESPN against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But just a couple things I want to get to uh, in this game outside of uh, the greatness of uh, uh, Jokic and what we're seeing is just remarkable. Uh, shout out David Adelman coaching the team. Obviously, Rick Adelman's son, longtime assistant of Michael Malone, uh, getting an opportunity to be uh, at the helm. Malone and health and safety stuff. Uh, wish him the best um, and, and speedy return. But it was nice to see Adelman watching the post game. Those guys uh, dump him uh, with ice cold water. And that's a cool moment that I guarantee you he will remember for the rest of his entire life. So uh, credit to him. Uh, how about uh, the Nuggets? And they mentioned this on the broadcast. 11-2 and two since the return of Michael Porter Jr. Huge credit to Michael Porter, who shot 9 of 13 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, finished with 23 points. He was a plus 21. And my favorite part about Michael Porter Jr. here since his return, he is letting the game come to him. 
He is not trying to do too much, but he's also maximizing opportunity, especially off the bounce here in the last week or so, getting to the rim, making a concerted effort, not just hanging out in the three-point line. I love to see it from Michael Porter Jr. Um, what else here? Um, I have, I have uh, you know, there was a cool possession there in that first quarter where Jamal Murray fought to get over a screen, blocked the Damian Lillard three. It lands in the hands of Nikola Jokic, who pitches it ahead to Michael Porter Jr. Um, and at that point in the game, there was already three runouts. And with Jokic and the way that he's able to pitch the ball ahead and the way that is that is now contagious, you're seeing Aaron Gordon do it as well, uh, and others get the ball off the defensive rebound and pitch it ahead to the alleys of guys running ahead. When you have a guy like Jokic that is so good at that, but also when you have a really good or much better, much improved defense, and you are playing good defensive possessions and securing those defensive rebounds, the opportunistic nature to run the floor, something that the Nuggets have been doing a better job but not not traditionally have done like the way that they have in, in their um, franchise's history. Uh, in altitude, it's a rare advantage. You're seeing more of that. I know the numbers don't reflect it from um, Tuesday night uh, in particular or Wednesday or, yeah, Tuesday night in particular. Um, but with Jokic so good at, and the defensive uh, uh, effort being improved, the opportunities to do that more and more here um, are going to be, um, they're, well, they're going to be more opportunities. So keep your eye on that. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the Nuggets are now 11-0 and at home this season when scoring 30 points in the first quarter. They are now a 12-0 and after last night. They scored 34. Um, man, they, when, this, when this group is scoring in the way that we know at full capacity, I mean, this is the ninth time this season the Nuggets scored 70 points in the first half. That's noteworthy. I mean, we're, again, we're not at the all-star break. We're, what are we, 30, uh, 44 games in? Um, to have already nine games where you've got to the 70-point mark in the first half, that's insane. That's a lot of overs uh, hitting. Uh, I thought Zeke Naji, while not perfect, right, had an air ball, has defensive lapses on a very kind of regular basis. I'm just so impressed with his effort um, in creating extra possessions, particularly in that first half on the offensive glass. He finished with six rebounds. All six of them were offensive rebounds. I don't know how many times that ha- has happened in NBA history. I'm sure it has happened before, but that's very unusual to finish with six rebounds and all six of them be offensive. Again, not perfect for Zeke, but it's good to see him out there. Um, when you're unsure of your shot, when you're unsure of you know where you're supposed to be defensively at all times, how you can make up some of that ground is just maximum effort, and you're seeing that from Zeke Naji. So love to see it. Uh, I thought Jamal Murray's first quarter was a, a very uh, terrific tone setter uh, for this basketball game. He finished with uh, 17 total points in 30 minutes. But if you remember, 11 of those points were in the first 10 minutes, and I thought were a good tone setter um, for the Nuggets as Jamal uh, continues to play well. Um, what else here? Um, I was I was disappointed with how the uh, Blazers just went into the tank at the end of this one. First of all, I think the Nuggets own the Blazers now. I I I fear this team like one percent if this were ever to come up in the playoffs and how things have changed here in the last couple of years. And it was even a couple of years ago they were still able to be, uh, beat the Blazers in a playoff series. But like if this was somehow in some way a matchup for for the Nuggets in the foreseeable future in the playoffs, I wouldn't even bat an eye. Um, um, but they, you could see the frustration with Portland in the second half and, and really the fourth quarter just whining. I mean, uh, Dame Lillard, who was great, especially in the first half, scoring 30 points 
man, he was explosive, shifting gears, pulling up from distance. But he just, like, sabotaged the effort down the stretch. He just couldn't handle it. He just could not handle it. And I think that's based off the realization that you're not going to beat these dudes. Not anymore. So I, know, I believe it's now 3-1 and one this season um, against uh, Portland. Um, okay, uh, another shout-out, Aaron Gordon. While he didn't you know, play particularly well, you see that synergy with uh, Jokic. He had eight assists, Gordon did. And one of them was a big-to-big uh, shovel pass, like block-to-block, in which Jokic grabbed it with one hand, never used the offhand again. He's getting better and better at that. So he's been good at it, but he somehow is getting better. As Chris Marlowe said on the broadcast, he water poloed it into the basket. Never heard that phrase before, um, or maybe I haven't, uh, or maybe I have in the past from Marlowe and just forgot it. But I thought that was a unique way of phrasing it. Um, that guy belongs in the All Star game. We sort of talked about this last week. Uh, that 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 guy belongs in the All Star game. Second best player unequivocally this season on the number one seed and arguably the best team in the NBA. That guy belongs in the All Star game. Put him in there. Um, okay. Uh, already talked a little bit about Michael Porter Jr. getting to the rim, uh, getting it done off the bounce. Uh, Zeke was good. Um, Bruce Brown, once again, uh, was good. Uh, continues to be like just a great fit for this team. And man, hard to not to be excited about this Nuggets team. This the, the sky is a limit. The ceiling is the sky. This team can truly go on and win an NBA championship and can't wait to continue breaking down these games with you here moving forward. We'll keep it here for now as the Nuggets play later tonight on uh, ESPN against Minnesota. And whatever happens on Wednesday night against Minnesota at home on ESPN, please believe we'll be back in here tomorrow talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Mile High Hoops podcast powered by Superbook Sports. Until next time.